Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's episode is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief Chris. Do you know if you have the right team in place? Do you have the right people around you? Well, the title of this podcast is My Home Was Raided by the Police. And I hope that I have the right team around me to protect my rights. Let me share a short story with you, a very personal story about having the right team in place. In the winter of 2010, and ironically, it was the day I came back from my paternal grandmother's funeral, so I flew back into Orlando from Missouri, I received a series of phone calls and finally a 911 text saying, call me immediately by my neighbor. I was actually in a meeting at work after I'd gotten back and I kept getting this call. And then the 911 text message came across and I called my neighbor back and my call back led me on a path that was far beyond my even utmost comprehension. My neighbor was letting me know that my deceased parents' home was being raided by the police. I'm not lying. It was in the process of being raided by the police. I had no idea why or where this was coming from. This home was in my neighborhood, and it was approximately a couple blocks from my house. There were older college students in their late 20s who were living in the home, and they had their parents co-sign. And... When I spoke to my neighbor, I asked her to give my number to the senior officer on the premises to call me. As you can imagine, I did not want to be there with all this going on. There was a crowd around, you know, the perimeter of uh, my parents' home. I had no idea what was going on. The officer proceeded to call me and give me the lowdown on what was going on. There was suspected drug activity due to the fact that one or all the occupants, they called them occupants, um, not tenants, had large quantities of marijuana in the home. Well, this was news to me because I didn't know that. I frankly don't know, or at the time didn't know how to get marijuana. Now it's um, somewhat legalized. And so I asked the officer, how did they come to know or understand this? And he said that one of the occupants was having marijuana shipped to a P.O. box. Now, my understanding of criminals is that uh, for the most part that they are not that smart. And this was uh, a new low in understanding how ignorant someone could be. So they tracked this individual as having the P.O. box where they were having uh, marijuana shipped and they tracked them to, you know, the home, my parents home. So they linked up the addresses and the officer said that it's not being shipped to your house. Uh, but we suspect that it is being brought there, you know, after they leave the P.O. box. I guess they trailed him or, or whatever the police do. The officer proceeded to ask me if they had permission to enter the house. And I asked if they had a warrant, which they did. And I said, yes. My only request was them not to damage the house. See, I still had a mortgage on the house. And I didn't want anything to go awry in this particular situation. It was already bad enough. 
the incident led me quickly into tapping into my unrealized team. Most of the folks that I interact with are friends and, you know, they have various professional um, degrees or designations or do something. And I don't really think about, you know, too much about what they do. And we don't necessarily get into it. I just know their titles. So understanding this news, I made two phone calls immediately following this news. I called my friend who I've mentioned on another podcast, who is a defense attorney, and then to another friend who was a real estate attorney. My defense attorney previously worked in Orange County as a prosecutor. So that was already on my side. He acted very quickly and decisively and let the authorities know that I had no involvement nor knowledge of any of these events prior to the police officer calling me that day. My defense attorney also let me know that the county in which the house was located was in a financial deficit and they were looking to seize homes legally. That would have added insult to injury considering I had a large mortgage on the house. And my defense attorney indirected protected my financial interest as I could have been forced to pay a mortgage on a home that I no longer owned or could draw income off of. So next, my real estate attorney helped me draft documents to move all of the tenants out of the house on their free will. In my leases that I have, I have a clause that basically says I can terminate the lease if there's any criminal activity or if there's any drug activity. Well, this was a definite cause to terminate the lease, but I had to you know, have them sign an agreement and do some other things. And so later that day, I met with the remaining tenants and uh, indicated we had a serious problem on our hands. They were a sty in the neighborhood, and I was asking them to sign a paper vacating the lease in the next 14 days. And again, I had mentioned I had a termination clause in my leases so that, you know, I could take care of this. But I wanted this to go over as smooth as possible. This was already a terrible situation. So the remaining three tenants agreed but not without channeling their anger toward me. And they left at the end of 14 days. However, when I did a walkthrough of the house after their departure, I realized that they had done some substantial damage to the house. They punched holes in a lot of the walls in the house. And they also basically hung on ceiling fans and pulled them out of the ceiling. And I say that they hung on them because it's really hard to forcibly break a ceiling fan from the foundation of the house. They also unlocked the garage door so they could get back in at later after I changed the locks. I realized this because the garage door was not latched uh, like it usually was. So this led me to channeling the third advisor on my team. He was a deputy and this all happened in Orange County, Florida. And uh, he was a deputy Orange County Sheriff. And I needed to find out what laws were violated. And he asked me a few questions such as, how much was your security deposit and how much was the damage above the security deposit? Well, the amount that was above and beyond the security deposit in terms of damages was about $2,000. And the amount of the damage, um, which my buddy told me, was considered criminal mischief and it was considered a felony. So I went back to the remaining tenants and I advised them of the situation. I said, well, we have a problem on our hands. You guys have intentionally damaged my property and I had nothing to do with this. I just simply asked you guys to leave. This was all on your other tenant, which they were all buddies. 
and this is going to be a felony. You guys are unrelated to this situation um, legally um, from a criminal perspective. As um, the officer told me, they only found one person that was liable. And um, now they were going to be drug into this situation in regards to having some charges pressed against them. I also encouraged the remaining tenants to inquire the law as I was going to file charges unless they paid the damages back. They agreed to make a payment plan in which I met them in a Best Buy parking lot for the next four weeks until they paid me back. My wife let me know that we felt like drug dealers collecting this $500 in a random parking lot on a regular basis. You know, to take this a little bit further, the police were actually after the main person who was supplying, you know, my tenant. And um, from what I understand, um, they made some sort of an agreement so he could, you know, flip on the larger fish, so to speak. You know, as I bring this story full circle, I've been fortunate to have a great circle of friends and colleagues. I had no idea that I would need a defense attorney, a real estate attorney, and a deputy sheriff in one day. Luckily and skillfully, I guess I could say, because I've surrounded myself with the right people, I had the right team around me. And I, as I moved forward from this real-life situation, I carried this on as part of my practice with clients. I constantly encourage them to have the right team around them. In regards to clients, the right team that I always advise is having a financial planner, such as myself, an insurance planner, an estate planner, a CPA, and a banker. And I also act as the first line of defense, so to speak, for my clients. I usually coordinate you know, meeting most of these other folks. And I always know who these other professionals are in my clients' lives. I also encourage advisors to have access to a broad scope of advisors because you never know the needs of your clients. I'm going to give you another example. I recently had an advisor who reached out to me to request the contact information of my friend, Tom, the defense attorney. Not a common request, but because of my, you know, life experience and things that just happen and pop up, uh, I have access. And as I, you know, look to wrap up this podcast, I would like to encourage any listener to let me know what topics you would like me to talk about on a future podcast. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from listeners like you, and as a result, I will have an upcoming podcast on elder care abuse. My story is an extreme example, but as you can see, life happens. Another example could be the sudden death of a loved one. Would you know who to contact or what to do? If you are a client's advisor, I'd also like to remind you that I have a training that is available called the Advisor's Guide to Grieving Clients that touches a lot of the stuff that I go over for the benefit of a client and the training. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening and please feel free to forward this podcast on to any friends, family members, or colleagues. As well, if you have any feedback, please feel free to email me. Thanks and See you on the next episode.
for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with me, Chris, and or my firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning.com. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section. And as always, please feel free to share this week's podcast with any friend, family member, or colleague. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the next episode.